Hello and welcome back to another episode of LMS Cast. My name is Chris Badgett and I'm joined by a special guest, Adam from WP Crafter. How are you doing, Adam? I'm doing really good today. Just got over a cold this past couple of days, but uh, perfect on time, in time to uh, join you on this podcast episode. Awesome. We're going to get into a lot of stuff for the course creator, the membership site builder out there. Adam is over at WPCrafter.com. He is prolific on YouTube. You can find him at YouTube.com slash WPCrafter. What is WPCrafter, Adam? Well, WP Crafter is soon to be on the verge of being the internet's largest resource of tutorial videos, WordPress-based tutorial videos, and they're all freely available there on the YouTube channel. I also put them over on the website. The website also has a community forum, and uh, we also have a very large Facebook group, but it's WordPress people. WordPress for non-techies is uh, the kind of the moniker that I use, WordPress for non-techies, meaning... Um, I'm not going to bury you with acronyms and, you know, all this kind of text speak. It's going to be stuff that you can understand and implement. And, and through that, get control over your website and everything you're doing on the Internet. That's awesome. And Adam has a great uh, Lifter LMS course, how to build an online course in 2018. Check out that video on YouTube. He builds it with Lifter, Astra, and Elementor, correct? Yes, this year. Well, I've been doing it every year. I did it in 2016, 2017, and this is the 2018 version, and I'll make another one next year as new things come out to make the experience smoother. I've learned through the process of how to make it easier and easier and easier for someone to to kind of get the tech out of the way so that someone can put these tools, match it up, and focus on their courses and the content of their courses versus the technology to, of delivering them. Awesome. Well, we're, we're going to get into that in more detail. But first, how did you get into the WP Crafter project? Like, what is the origin story here? Well, you know, um, I let's see. Back in, and you can actually find this, all my first, very first videos, anyone can go to YouTube, I leave them there, and, and everybody's first videos are complete and utter disaster, embarrassment to them personally, um, but I threw up a video, and it was about a product called Optimize Press when it was released in, I think, 2013 or something like that. That was and, cutting, edge, cutting edge membership site. Theme, technology, at its time. At its time, it was a great solution, especially for WordPress. Yeah, and for um, and it became kind of like the first kind of page builder before an Elementor or a Beaver builder and all of that. Um, so I released, it came out for sale, and I thought, you know what, I'm going to make a couple videos. And so I made like five videos, and I was just standing there, and I ordered the product in a video, and then I, I installed it for the first time and, and all of that. And... Um, uh, it people watch the video, and this was me putting a video on YouTube with no audience, no subscribers, no nothing. It was just that it was current. It people were looking for info on this, and I was putting it out, and then they found me. That and so that uh, let me let me uh, connect the dots there. So that that was actually on my personal YouTube channel. And then I thought, huh, maybe there could be something here. I, I enjoy doing this. Um, I do see the benefit of working from 
home, you know, the time that is spent driving to an office and, and driving back and all the time that's lost talking to coworkers. I saw for me a preference of working from home. And so all the dots connected and I thought, let me just do something specific to WordPress. I came up with WP Crafter and that's just really how it started. Not much of a plan other than I'm going to make some videos. I think that's fantastic. I started getting into WordPress in 2008 and I'm a non-technical user. I'm not a web developer. I actually learned WordPress by watching YouTube at that time. And that's that's how I learned it. That's how I got a skill that allowed me to build websites. And later, you know, people started contacting me and wanted to pay me to build web- websites and the story continues. But being able to find training videos on YouTube is the origin of, you know, every, how I got into this whole thing. Because I was a non, non-techie. Um, so that's, I find that really fascinating. And whenever I go to search for how to do something with technology, I may go to Google, but I'm more likely to just go to YouTube. And sometimes, especially with tools, like if I forgot how to do something in ScreenFlow, which is a prop, uh, an editing software, video editing software for Mac, I'll Google something and I'll, I'm always amazed. I'll find this video that some kid made somewhere <clears throat> with like 70,000 views and it's not even that good, but like there's a pain point there, which it sounds like you found and you were just like, huh, there's something here with my optimized press videos. What's, what is it about building the bridge to the non-technical technology user, which is a lot of what WordPress is all about? How did you develop that skill set to teach people without them getting frustrated, overwhelmed, or, you know, glossing over too many details so that they get stuck right away and get into all the techno babble and acronyms? How did you get good at that? Well, I think I have... I I do. I'm kind of a, I am a technical person. Okay. I say WordPress for non-techies. Obviously some people have outed me that, yes, I say this, but I'm a technical person myself and I am a technical person, but kind of my background, actually no one really knows this. I've never talked about this anywhere. I've done podcast interviews and I've never said this, but prior I did a lot of IT consulting. All right. It's a very technical thing. Um, And for some reason, my clients probably didn't like this about me. Uh, I would explain the problem that they had, what caused it and how I fixed it. And I think through doing that with everyone, and it was an unnecessary explanation. They didn't actually need or want this explanation, but I I know I would want to know what the heck went wrong. Um, I think I honed in that skill. You know, I think I I honed in that skill. And I've always been a, um, I think I've been a, a, I'm not the most concise communicator, but I am a good communicator in that I can think before I say the words. And I, I know people don't need all the acronyms. They don't want the acronyms. They don't want the confusion. They want, they want... Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know, um, so my, if you've seen any of my videos uh, for the audience, if you've seen any of my videos, you'll know, I, I tend to explain something really good. And sadly, I think where a lot of YouTube videos get it wrong is they kind of throw the explanation out of the, the, the window. They just say, click here, click here, click here. But I want to say click here because click here, because, because click here, because so I'm actually, um, you, you know, it's that old uh, Bible parable, you know, you, you can feed a man and he'll, he'll have that meal for the day, or you could teach him how to fish and he can be fed for his whole lifetime. 
So yeah. that's really good stuff. Um, just to give the listener a little context, your YouTube channel has grown quite a lot and it's, it's big. And like you said, you're about to take over the WordPress, you know, YouTube number one spot or whatever. What, like, what are some of your stats? Like, as oh, yeah, today? actually, yeah. Well, here, I got my iPhone <laughs> here and there's the trusty creator app. I don't mind talking about this at all. And we're recording, uh, well, actually, this, we're recording this in uh, March 2018. Yes. Well, um, my YouTube channel has been growing like wildfire this year. 2018, it has grown and grown and grown. Um, so, um, now, actually, part of the reason why I don't mind, I don't share all my stats usually, but I don't mind sharing these stats. You know why? Because it's actually kind of all public information. There are tools that can tell you how other channels are doing. And so uh, I don't mind sharing this at all. So I think today I have almost 300 videos. And uh, for so the YouTube analytics only show you, uh, the, the default shows you the last 28 days. So I'm going to read off the last 28 days. So the watch time in minutes for the last 28 days is uh, 1.8 million, over 1.8 million, 1.812 million minutes of watch time. That's pretty good. The views in the last 28 days alone are 302,000 views. So I just went over the 300,000 views per 28-day period. But one of the stats that I'm most grateful and excited about is the subscriber change. So today I have 47,816 subscribers. I'm sure by the end of this that will go up. Uh, but what's most important is the subscriber growth. And for the last 28 days, I've, the channel has added a net of 4,245 new subscribers, which is pretty close to 10% growth. Uh, and I, actually, I've been very consistent in getting about 9 to 10% growth, about 9% uh, growth in subscribers per month. So it's, it's just a growing, growing thing. Every video I put up now is uh, within the first 24 hours is already getting thousands of views. Of course, I do have some duds. Everyone's going to have some duds, by the way. Uh, I've had many duds. <laughs> if you're the audience, listening to the audience, you're thinking, I want to do a YouTube channel, and you put a video up and it got five views, just know that's how I started too. That's cool. Well, thank you for sharing that. Um, for the listener out there, you that's listening, uh, if, you know, these course creators, these membership site builders have a unique skill of they're probably pretty good at creating video content because they're doing it for their course and their membership. And if they're, if they're hearing your numbers and uh, just how, all that growth and, you know, those are people finding out about you and you're multiplying your effectiveness, you know, you're, you're, you're talking literally a million lifetimes in a month or whatever it is, um, that can be good marketing. Uh, for, for a course or a membership site, what advice, if somebody wants to get into YouTube, let's say a course creator, they spend all their time focusing on their membership site and on their course content, and they think they want to use YouTube as a marketing channel, uh, and they're just starting, what would you recommend? Like, what are some tips and strategies for getting into YouTube for the course creator? Absolutely. So, 
I think everybody should strongly consider having a YouTube channel. For, first of all, it's something you definitely want to consider. And there's actually a lot of things that go into it on succeeding at it and not succeeding at it. And just because I read off those stats, I don't want anyone to think or when they look at other people as well, that they can't jump in and have a piece of this as well and uh, make connections with people through YouTube. So it's totally something that anyone can jump in. And there's tons of stories of people having explosive growth. So I want to set that out there. But everybody starts at zero, right? Uh, zero means you just start your channel, you give it a name, you upload a video, you have no subscribers, <laughs> no one's probably going to see that video. Uh, but that's how everybody starts and that's how I started. I didn't have some big email list when I started. I started by just putting a video up there. Now, you really want to consider having a YouTube channel. It's the way, especially if you're in a course creator, right? Because essentially, if you're creating and selling courses, you need to let people know about this course. You need to grow an audience or a following. You need to put yourself in a position where you're giving before you're getting. And YouTube is perfect for that. It's perfect for building a connection with people. So. What I would suggest is if you want to start a YouTube channel, number one, figure out how to get the best audio possible and um, uh, through having, you know, affordable, but, you know, actually me, me and Chris use the same mic. It's an audio technica. Yeah, it's so cheap, right? And yeah. it, I think I got it for 56 on sale on Amazon. So, you know, there's, it's, it doesn't have to cost a lot, a lot of money. You know, it, you can see Chris has this, or if you're watching, if you're listening, there's a mic arm boom. That's where it, it um, attaches to your desk. And so it, it's just this arm that the mic's connected to. Those things are like $15. So this isn't an expensive proposition at all. Um, and even the webcam I use, if, and I actually used for all of my videos is $70 and it's on sale for 60 bucks all the time as well. So it doesn't have to be an expensive venture. Um, but what you should focus on is creating content that people are going to be able to search for and find. Okay, now that sounds like obvious, right? Here's one thing you don't want to do, and people make this mistake. Um, I don't know if anyone in the audience has heard of Casey Neistat. Okay, Casey Neistat is one of the most prolific vloggers. And if you look at a video title of any of his videos, it's um, The Weather Was Cold, <laughs> you know, or I Had This For Lunch. And see... People think, oh, I need to be like Casey Neistat, so I'm going to make a video and make a website, you know, or something like that. You, you have to have a title that is going to be what someone would actually search for. If you don't have an audience, you can't make videos like a Casey Neistat. If you look at all the video titles on my videos, I'm not saying um, this is new. You know, <laughs> there's no context. You have to uh, be deep with putting your keywords in there. And then the next thing you want to do with your videos is find online communities that will be sponges for your content. And um, a perfect example of that is 
Facebook groups. Facebook groups are fantastic. They're, they're hungry communities of people about specific topics. So if you have a course about something and you find communities where people that might, that, that would be interested in your course, um, are kind of gathering. If you're creating quality, valuable, free content, that's what you can is very welcomed in those groups. You put that in there and now they're getting to know you and like you and trust you. And that's really how I started this thing. And so obviously if you're in any kind of Facebook group related to WordPress, you're probably going to come across me. And uh, that's where I'll make videos. I'll listen to what people are going through and I'll make a video for it and I'll just put it in that group and see what happens. What do you do or whatever, like a call to action? Um, if you're doing, if you do a video and you don't tell them to go to your website or to subscribe to your channel, like what's your approach to that? You said to um, give before you get. So you're giving, but you still want to like give them a call to action, right? <laughs> Absolutely. You have to, and this is a big mistake people make is, and you know, I do it. I don't have a problem saying, asking someone to do something. I, I don't have a problem. Some people really have a, a hard time doing this, but you shouldn't have a hard time doing this. So if you see any of my current videos, kind of the format of how I do things is I'll give a little bit of information to spark some kind of intrigue early in the video. And then I'll say my introduction. Hi, my name is Adam from WP Crafter. Uh, and I say what I do and what someone can expect if they were a, a subscriber. And then I say, why don't you consider subscribing to the channel? I don't ask. I ask them to think about, consider doing it. Um, that's the first kind of call to action that I have. But then a lot of times I will make reference to uh, links in the video. You know, one thing I don't actually do, I never ask anyone to um, give it my video a thumb up. I, I always forget to do that. I'm more interested in getting them to subscribe and click on the notification bell. Uh, but you absolutely want to have a call to action. And if you are someone that is selling courses, I would encourage you to look at your course material, look at the content that you want to create for YouTube and figure out how you can have course, paid course level quality of content and wrap that into a free kind of a starter course. And at the end of your video, say, hey, you know, if you're interested in this topic more, I have a free video course. Right, no, I don't like to say I have a free video course because that makes, a, I don't like to say it like that. I say I have a course that I created for you on my website and I like to give this away for free to my subscribers. And then you can have a link to it or you can say the link to it through some kind of a link shortener. That's a quick awesome. tip there for YouTube, uh, have Pretty Links Pro or a link shortener and verbally say your link because people will might take your video and embed them elsewhere. And if you say, oh, I've got the link in the video description. Well, if they took your video, there isn't a video description and they, they're never going to have this nowhere to go. So uh, anyways, um, that's one of the things... I really like about Lifter LMS is it's very easy to just plug that sucker right into your website, create a quality free course that you can give to someone. And then they kind of know what to expect 
you're accomplishing two things. Number one, you've got their email address. Number two, they're getting to know you and how you create content and the valuable and the the, the value in it and the quality in it. Um, and then they're more likely to either a continue watching your videos on YouTube and at a certain point make that jump into a paid course. That's awesome. One more YouTube tip before we talk a little more about courses. Uh, you do very well at ranking videos. Um, so like optimizing your videos so that people can find it. You mentioned, you know, titling is very important. Like people aren't always looking for the solution. They might be searching for a problem or whatever. Like you, you have good optimized titles. It also appears as though you do, um, you spend some time on the, the placeholder image for Thumbnail. the video. Thumbnail. And then uh, there's like description and tags that go with the video. Can you speak to how you use those tools to optimize the view count? Absolutely. Uh, well, for anyone listening that has a YouTube channel or wants to have a YouTube channel at some point, well, there's really no reason to not start up front. You're going to want to leverage some tools that are out there for YouTube. And one of them, the one that I use, there's a, like three main ones. The one that I use and I've always used is called TubeBuddy. And what TubeBuddy does is it connects into your YouTube channel and it's going to help you with certain things. And one of the things that I use that to help me with is uh, generating tags. Tags are what you add to your video. It's just kind of like tags on a WordPress website, actually, where it's another way of kind of categorizing and organizing your content. Well, YouTube actually uses these tags to figure out what the heck your video is about in the first place. But yes, um, I with uh, I follow a simple formula. Nothing that I do is actually a secret. So with my titles, I try to write them in a conversational way. How do I do this? How do I do that? You know, and then I try to put some keywords in there. How do I do this with Elementor? Or, you know, if you uh, are familiar with the, that uh, video that we were talking about in the beginning of the video, it's titled How to Create an Online Learning or, or Online Course Website. And then in I speak in the word WordPress. What's that? In 2018, too. You're in going 2018, further. oh yeah. Because people <laughs> I'm know going when they look for tutorials, they don't want an outdated video because they know technology changes fast. It, exactly. And so I, I, um, I, I will put on certain pieces of content that I will put the year in because people will search whatever and then they'll enter the year. So like uh, for Elementor, they'll say Elementor Tutorials 2018. And so that's actually one of my tags uh, when I have a video about Elementor. So um, there's, if you're, you're wanting to know more about optimizing for YouTube, there's a, a wonderful uh, YouTube channel by a guy named Brian Dean. You could just search Brian Dean. He talks about SEO and YouTube SEO. He actually recently put out a video. It's so funny. He has so much impact. Check this out. He recently released a video two weeks ago, maybe three weeks ago. And it, in the, the video was how to grow your YouTube subscribers 2018. Okay. And he, you know, he goes through his video and the first thing is, uh, on every YouTube video, there's an option or a channel, there's an option to have what's called a watermark, a branded image on the bottom right of the video. And uh, I've had one always, a lot of people have had them always. And what he was saying is make 
a button that says subscribe and put that in there. And uh, so now for that watermark will be this button that says subscribe. So after he made that video, every channel I was going to, I was seeing the exact thing on all of their, all of their uh, channels because they're listening to this guy who has valuable input. Uh, but he talks about the titles, the tags, uh, all of that. Uh, and you're going to hear this over and over again. The most important thing is that thumbnail. One of the most important things is that thumbnail. You have to have beautiful thumbnails. Uh, I didn't start with beautiful thumbnails, but over time, I hired a graphic designer to kind of make them look a little nicer. But you definitely want to have a it doesn't have to cost a lot of money. You can hire a designer for like 10 bucks to make you kind of like your core template and all you're changing is the text each time. You know, what makes a good thumbnail? Well, I have an opinion on that that is probably contrary to uh, some of the people that are doing something similar. Uh, for me, one of the things that's always been the most important to me is to put my face in everything because that's the brand is my, my face. And I don't do that out of some kind of a vanity. I'm not a vain person in that way. I probably have other vanity traits, but that's not one of my vanity traits, but I put my face in everything. I put it on every thumbnail will have my face in it. And I, and my videos have my face in it. I find like that's very important for making that connection with me. I think it's very important to have your face in it if you're willing to do that. If you're not willing to do that, you're going to want to have a thumbnail that doesn't have the same words as your title, uh, but it would be maybe a few words that would spark some kind of intrigue. It's like uh, the phrase is, what's the value proposition of this video and how are you going to encapsulate that into a thumbnail image, you know, to create some curiosity to get someone to click. But it's going to be different for every niche. So you're going to have people in your niche probably. So you want to look at what they're doing and you want it. So if someone's looking at a list of 10 videos and your videos, one out of those 10 videos, and they're just looking at the thumbnail, which one do you use? Which one stands out? You want yours to stand out. So you don't want to necessarily do what everybody else is doing. And that's just like a book cover. Like if you're browsing, everybody can think of a bookstore. It's the same concept. Like look at the way book covers jump out and do this, do something like that. Um, Great analogy, actually. I never even uh, thought of it that way, but that's a fantastic analogy. You mentioned uh, potentially using videos to drive to a site to get them into a free course. Uh, so how do you use Lifter LMS on your site? Okay, so I think I might be one of uh, the largest Lifter LMS-based websites. I, I'm sure you know what the, the, the top might be or have some kind of an indication. Uh, I know Lifter LMS, you can opt in or opt out of uh, anonymous statistics. Uh, but today I have 8,000 students in my uh, Lifter LMS-based LMS courses. And I think, is that, okay, tell me, is that one of the bigger ones? Uh, the bigger ones are like around 40,000 and stuff, but you're definitely, you're definitely there. I mean, you're definitely big, like having more than a thousand is, is, is a big category. I mean, well, so now I know where I need to get to because I always want to be the, the best and I need to make more free courses or just make them all free. Um, so the way that I use Lifter LMS and, and if you're listening and you're looking for a learning management system to use, I will say, 
uh, and I have some content coming out on this that in my opinion, and I will document why I have this opinion, Lifter LMS is the most complete plug and play clicks system for having an online course based website. So I was actually using a different learning management system initially, and then I switched over to a Lifter LMS. But I'm just kind of laying the groundwork for that video, uh, which will be coming soon. So make sure you're subscribed. Now, uh, to answer that question, on my website, actually, you know what? What I do, I could only do with Lifter LMS. So on my website, I have individual courses, and I have them structured into different tiers. So I have a free course, and that's what I tell people uh, is a great start. They can go, and it's really good information in there. It's going to make someone's experience with WordPress a lot smoother. So it's a free course, very top quality. Uh, Then I have some kind of maintenance. These are my more affordable courses and they're $99 each and there's three of them. And then I have a whole section of courses based around page builders. And so actually the first couple modules of each of those courses is exactly the same because I talk about what goes into building a beautiful website uh, and then the specifics of their page builder. And then I have higher price courses that are $2.99 each. Um, But what I do is I bundle them up, which is one of the really nice things about Lifter LMS is you can bundle courses up into memberships. So even though, uh, you know, it might be to buy them individually $800, I can bundle them up and sell it for $300. So I'm able to pack more value in there for people. Um, So that is actually how I use it. And if anyone's familiar with my content, you know, I, I try to give everything away. I mean, I, I give so much. Um, so a lot of times if you maybe purchased a page, a perfect example, if you purchased a page builder uh, through uh, my referral link um, and then you send me a copy of your receipt, I'll email you, Lifter LMS is the only one that has this, a voucher code. And you can take this voucher code, go back to my website and Lifter LMS will automatically enroll you in that $200 course. So it's a great value exchange, right? I'm earning a little money in a referral fee, uh, but someone is not having to pay this $200 for the course. They're getting it for free. And it works out really, really well. And a lot of people have really appreciated that. Um, But that's really how I'm using Lifter LMS. And I got to say, I just couldn't do it. I've looked at all the systems. They don't have these voucher codes, these membership bundles. These things just aren't there. Well, I appreciate that. And it's great to hear you using like so much of the features. Like you're, you're not just like a one course site, nothing wrong with that, but you're flexing the system for, you know, the, you're the type of person that's built for. So that's awesome that you're using like 80% of it. Um, what, how would you describe, like for those of you listening or watching this, who, who is the perfect fit for WPCrafter.com? to take your courses and, and all that and be in your audience? Who gets the most value from you? Well, my there's a misnomer out there that I try to squash. And that misnomer is that WP Crafter is for new people to WordPress or beginners. And that's actually not true at all. Uh, because when I look at the audience, these are agent people running agencies, 
Uh, these are people that, yeah, a lot of them are starting new as well, or they've had a website, a WordPress-based website for a while, but it's not newbies. Now, it's not ideal for like this super involved developer, hardcore developer and all that. Uh, those, those people... Um, they're not non-techies. My, yeah, they're not non-techies right. or they, they can't appreciate something being explained in a way that 99% of the world can understand. You know, they want the techie. They want those like, um, it's not that there's not details in it. There's tons of details, but there's also explanation to go with these, uh, with these details. However, I will say that Typically, those people are, have a certain skill set, but there's this other skill set they need and this other skill set they need as well, and they can value. So I have a course on WordPress SEO, and, and a lot of it revolves around uh, on-page SEO uh, strategies and things that you could be using and leveraging the tools for it. A lot of times, those hardcore developers have no idea anything about SEO and what they should be doing about uh, to improve the search rating of their website or some of the covert strategies that I've developed over the years that I reveal in the courses. Uh, so you definitely want to keep some of your secrets back. I gave everything on YouTube but you definitely want to keep some of your secrets back for the courses. That's awesome. <clears throat> um, you do so much education. I wanted to ask you what's a basic question to somebody who's already kind of in the industry or building websites a lot, but when you're working with somebody or explaining for the first time, the difference between like the theme and where, where do page builders sit and plugins? Like when you're introducing the concept, how do you describe it to people? And mostly I'm, mostly I'm asking because of page builders, because some people, you know, I don't know what the percentages are. Like I use, I like to use page builders, but I know a lot of people still just use regular WordPress themes, but how do you explain theme page builder plugin? Absolutely. That's a fantastic question. Cause it does cause some conf confusion and, and, it's not helped by the fact that the lines are getting blurred each every three to four months with new features coming out. Those lines are getting blurred, but I'll tell you the exact way that I do it. Um, so in one of my lessons, when I talk about this, um, I take my homepage and I, I took a screenshot of my homepage and then I, I sliced it up into sections. So I have my header section and then I have the part beneath it, which is like your hero kind of area. And then I, I took each little section and I broke it up all the way to the bottom. And I say, okay, this is your header. Everything, your, your theme basically does everything below this and above this thing called the footer. And then I start slicing it all up and I go into an explanation of basically every single website that you visit is a series of sections or, or Beaver Builder calls them rows. That's it. And then in those sections and rows, you have columns. That's all there is. You can have one column. You can have four columns, as many columns as you want. If you look at any website, this is exactly how it's broken down. And then you put things in these columns. You put text or you put an image or you put a video or you put some kind of other thingy. Um, and that is every single website. So you can go to any website and literally just break it down this way and figure out how you can actually build the same exact thing as long as you know how the page builder actually works. 
I actually go into that in detail in my courses. And I, I do break it down a little bit actually in those free videos, like the one on how to create an online course website. Uh, but that's basically how I do it, uh, to have a visual portion to it like that. That's awesome. <clears throat> Um, your how to make an online course in 2018 video. If somebody says, Adam, that is a long video. It's several hours. What would you say to that? Like, how do you pitch that? <laughs> That's a good question. Actually here, I'm pulling it up right now to see how many views that video has right now. Um, I will say that there's two reasons why the video is long, and I'm going to say this not answering that question. Okay, let me scroll down here. All right, uh, 6,270 views in the last uh, 15 days. So that's pretty good. There's a lot of people watching it despite the length of the video. YouTube tip. Most important metric on YouTube is watch time. So if I made that video two minutes um, and then I made it – five hours, it benefits me to make the five hour one because a lot of people just push play and watch the whole thing straight through. I get more watch time. You want watch time. You want longer videos. Uh, that's what YouTube says. Um, so uh, to answer that question, um, I didn't want to cut any corners with the information. So you could look at that and say, oh my gosh, that's five hours. I'm not cutting any corners. And one of the really nice things about YouTube is they have this thing called the video description. And when you expand this video description, you could put timestamps. So I've literally broken it down into 20 different timestamps. So you can just click on that timestamp and it's going to jump you straight to the part of the video that interests you. And it's also a good tool if you're coming back to the video. So for example, there's a portion of the video where I talk about hosting. Well, if you already have hosting, just skip it. You can go in there and just skip to the next section. And I make that very convenient for you. Uh, number two, and uh, I actually think I say this in the beginning of the video, the way I speak in my videos I'm trying to be methodical and I'm trying to use the, the right words. So I could talk a little slower sometimes. Not that it's slow, like what's wrong with this guy? You know, what's he on? But slow in a normal way. But YouTube has a playback speed feature. So you can actually increase it to 1.25 or 1.5 or twice as fast. And there's a lot of people on my uh, YouTube channel that listen to me twice as fast. I think, I think it's perfect at 1.25 though, uh, but there's all these ways of actually getting through it a lot faster. And I think what, if you click play, you can appreciate the fact that I don't just say click here, click here, click here, and then you don't even know why the heck you're clicking there. So I'm giving you all the Explain. tools so that I explain things. I, I'm an explainer. And as you can tell through this podcast, uh, I, I, I can be a little chatty, but it's a fun thing. Anyways. I think that's brilliant to use like the timestamp table of contents um, strategy. It's almost like a course within one video with all these different, you know, lessons, basically. That's, that's really Actually, cool. let me talk, let me talk yeah. about that. If you watched the, t anyone that saw the 2017 version, um, someone said, you know what? I don't like these long videos. You should actually just make it a series of videos and add it up to a playlist. And I did that last year. Um, and what I noticed was, there was confusion people were having making it to the next video. Uh, so uh, it, that ended up being 23 videos. Um, so people could just jump to the video. But then if I watched the views would diminish as the, the playlist. playlist. 
Yeah. And, and so it just made more sense to make it easier for people to just pack it all into one. But you're absolutely right in that it's really an entire course uh, because of those timestamps uh, put into this video. I could have separated it out and actually made it a paid course on the website, but I really want to help as much people. I think our our my goals and the Lifter LMS goals are in, align, in alignment in that I want to help as many people as possible, uh, even people, especially the people that maybe don't have the resources like financial and knowledge-based resources. I'm, I'm doing that and it's the same thing as Lifter LMS where they're giving this away. Literally, it's free, literally. And you can sell, you can be a little creative. You can sell your courses until you have enough money to buy a payment giveaway. That's awesome. Um, what, like, for, I'm just thinking about the teacher out there, the teacher who's maybe hasn't gotten into WordPress yet, doesn't know what Lifter is, but they, they see your video thumbnail or they, they're, they're listening to this podcast episode or watching the video version. Uh, what is the learning objective of your, your course, your five-hour video? Like, what do they, what do they learn how to do? Like what, what is the result they get if they commit and then they take action and, you know, follow along with you and build what you're building? Like what do they get? Yeah. So what the outcome is going to be, and it's as painless as possible, is a website that you control, that you know how to change things, that you know how to put your image here, you, your text here, your course description here, your logo here. You're going to know how to do all of that. It's going to be a website that has your preferences and personality put into it. Um, that's number one. Uh, but number two, it will be ready to go with Lifter LMS so that all you have to do is put your video or audio file, link it in there and structure out your course. And you're literally, you can focus on, you don't have to focus on the technical sides of things. You're, you can focus on the course content and how you're going to spread your message versus all the little technical things that go into having a website. And it's so painless. If you, uh, the prior years, 2017, 2016, there was more steps, more complication. And for 2018, I wanted to do something very special. I looked at this and I said, man, how can I make sure people are successful? You know, I don't want anyone to get overwhelmed. I want to make this as point and click easy as possible. And so what I did is I reached out to a friend of mine who just, you know, maybe eight months ago came out with a WordPress theme. And I said, hey, I, I want someone to use your theme and plug in Lifter LMS and out of the box, have it look really, really good. You know, like better than teachable, better than all of these other options out there. Can you do this? Can you help me do this? And they said, yes, we'll do that. And so um, I do want to speak one more thing about the five hours. Okay. <laughs> Actually, I could reduce this to a 20 minute video. I could. That's the, that's the problem with a lot of the videos. So what are you skipping? That's, that's true. What, what yes. are you not explaining? <laughs> right. Exactly. 
Exactly. So um, the five hours isn't work. You know, it's not work. I've got to plug this in here and I've got to do this and I'm clicking things for five hours. That's not what the five hours is. Actually, I could reduce this to a 20 minute video and you'd probably have a similar outcome, but you wouldn't know what the heck to do next, (laughs) you know? So uh, without the explanation in there, you know, um, uh, you, you wouldn't be ready to go on your own. Yeah, that's a uh, that's a super solid point. And I also just to contextualize the five hours, not too long ago, you might have had to hire like a web design development company spent, you know, $30,000, maybe more 10,000, whatever to build a, a custom course site for you. And it would take like five months. So the fact that you can do this in five hours with a few uh, free and paid tools is like amazing. Really. And that's why 2018 is really special with the intersection of page builders, uh, the Astra theme you were mentioning, Lifter. It's like it's uh, the um, page builders hosting Lifter LMS themes um, like Astra. And then with your teaching, all that just removed a ton of friction from getting your course site up, which is pretty amazing. Yeah. And if you're kind of like me, I'm... I don't know what is middle aged. I'm 40 something. I guess I'm middle aged. You know, if I don't have the time or the interest, but I want the the website, well, you know, I've got a kid. I can say, hey, kid, here's 20 bucks. So sit there and knock this sucker out for me. You know, and I just turned that kid into a web developer or a cousin or a nephew or something like that. I mean, there's lots of options here. There's lots of options here. But the end goal is that this is a, uh, this is a set of tools and, and the training that goes with it that can really impact people's lives. You know, it can really impact people's lives to give people a platform that they could take all that knowledge and specialty that they have, put it into a course and get that out there and not only have it change their life, but the people who actually enroll in the courses have it change their lives as well. Yeah, it's definitely online education is having a moment in time right now. And, uh, you know, you're, what, what you're doing with your course is it's really empowering a lot of do-it-yourselfers. To, it's never been easier. But also, just like you mentioned, in terms of paying uh, somebody to help build the site for you, um, there's a whole industry. Like, there's a lot of experts out there, busy you know, authors, teachers, whatever, the um, speakers who want a course site. And if, if you specialize in building course sites, you could literally launch that career by following Adam's uh, video and like going through the process of building one of those yourself. And now you've got the base skill set to, you know, build courses for others, which is really cool. And actually, a lot of people have done that. Um, yeah. they, they, they go through this video and then they learn how it's done and you can easily specialize in that. And there's a lot of people that would, you know, there's always going to be some, a, a portion that wants to do it this way or, or just wants to pay someone to do it. You absolutely could do that. And in there, there's a lot of the designs already done for you, but I show you how to make it how you want it. Uh, if you don't want to use the designs that I've put together, but it's, you know, it's like, there's this misnomer. Let's talk about some of the other options, okay? What's one of the other options? 
Teachable or Coursera. I don't know. There's all these other options. And people think I can go there. It's going to be easier. I just pay $100 a month or whatever, and they take 2 or 3% or 5%. It's just going to be easier. And it's going to be easier. You're going to have a learning curve no matter what platform you choose. There's going to be a learning curve. The only thing is, you go with the Teachable, who's going to hold your hand for five hours showing you how to use this thing and thing? You know, there's paid courses, I'm sure, for that. But here, you can get it all. And the training that's that's free and in-depth, you know. So you're going to have a learning curve no matter which platform you choose. But this is a way of having a plat- having everything built on a foundation that you own and control. It's kind of like in the United States, we have these mobile home parks, right? And what a mobile home park is, there's there's a home that you own sitting on land that you don't own. And you know what happens? You sign a 99-year lease, and then what happens after 99 years? You're, you're probably not getting it at the beginning of it. You might be getting it in the last 10 years. 99 years comes up, say, they just kick you off, and they build a real house there, and they turn it into a community. That's what happens when you're building all of this on land that someone else owns. You can build it on land that you own, you control. And and let me say one more thing. This is a pet peeve of mine with... with um, Teachable specifically. Not only do you pay all this money, when someone goes to see your course page, it's the most butt ugly page on planet Earth, inflexible. You can't even do anything with it. You know, here's a solution that you can have the most beautiful page to actually sell your course, and then your course looks beautiful. You can't do that with Teachable. I think you can with the $500 a month plan, and then maybe like a couple thousand to a developer who's hand coding it, and it will still kind of be okay. Uh, but here's a way of, of, I mean, it's like the full thing. There's nothing held back here. That's awesome. Well, I've always said that the uh, the, the best training videos are almost never made by the company that makes the tools. So I'm grateful to you, Adam, and WP Crafter, the brand, for you know, teaching people and showing them how to use our tools and other people's tools uh, to build online course sites or, and just websites in general. It's a, it's a real service to the community. Thank you for doing what you do. Uh, I'd encourage the listener to check out WPCrafter.com. Also, go check out his five-hour video on how to build an online course website in 2018. We'll have a link to that below in the description. Adam, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. I want to say one more thing to that. Um, and this actually, maybe it brings ties everything together. We were talking about YouTube. One of the most important, th- the keys, I think, to my success, I want to sh- share this, is that if you leave a comment to one of my videos, a question, I'm going to actually respond to that. My eyeballs are going to see it, um, and I'm going to give you a reply. And um, that's how you connect with people. It's a, a strategy, but and how it ties into this video. If you're you're struggling with something or you have a question that I, I didn't address, you can actually ask me a question in the comment section, and I will. I will spend my time and respond to you because that's how much I want you to be successful. Awesome. Well, thank you, Adam. We're going to have to do this again sometime. And uh, yeah, thank you so much. Thank you.